2: Listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show. So a couple had their marriage annulled due to a lack of sex. This is actually kind of interesting. This is happening in Canada.
3: Failure to consummate.
2: And opposite of what you might suspect, it was the woman who wanted to end the marriage because her husband wasn't having sex with her, or in specific couldn't have sex with her because he couldn't get and maintain an erection. Hmm. They got stuff for that now. Sorry to hear that. They do. I, I, maybe he didn't care. I mean, yeah, I can't. I, I know I could take a pill so I could, but I still don't want to. So, I don't know. Uh, but apparently this is... Did this. she try a little less of that? <laughs> <laughs> Did she? I don't know. I'm a single guy. <laughs> uh, British Columbia <laughs> Supreme Court justice granted the annulment sought by a British Columbia woman for religious reasons. A woman claimed her husband, who she wed in August of 2018, was never, never able to consummate the marriage. I, I didn't know that consummating a marriage was even a thing anymore.
3: That went all the way to the Supreme Court of B.C. I don't know much about British Columbia's court system, and by not much, I mean nothing. Uh, but I'm surprised they couldn't figure that out at the local level.
2: <laughs> the judge noted in her ruling that in past centuries, couples were forced to prove such a claim in front of a jury of medical professionals and others. Ger. What? What?
3: What? What? <laughs>
2: Would that be a, I don't Is want to get too graphic when, here, but that like the virginity
3: thing? Yeah, I was going to say, back when the bride was expected to be a virgin.
2: And so you'd have but, her oh, splayed but, out in front of a oh, well, jury of medical professionals?
3: That was delicate.
2: <laughs> well, how's he going to do it? Show us. What? It's important to be reminded of the advancements we have made as society. <laughs> Bring that yeah. candle over here. I need better light.
3: Well, yeah, come on. Come on. Even if it wasn't unconsummated, maybe she'd taken care of her own needs. In this case... Terrible. I hate this story. (laughs) What's the matter with you? Why
2: do you hate this story?
3: Uh, It's all very uh, demeaning and (laughs) off-putting. British Columbia, check yourself. The lady says her husband's not laying the wood door, a believer. (laughs) Come on. Sexism.
2: Can't she find a Mountie on the side and just call
3: it good? Put the mountain back in Mounty. Come on now. <laughs>
2: it's a
3: simple one. Was the problem his uh his inability to uh you know maintain a state of readiness or what? Yeah, I guess. Rise to the occasion? Yeah. That's a shame.
2: As for the British Columbia case, the man blamed his wife for the lack of her intercourse, claiming <laughs> he has... <laughs>
3: oh, <no. laughs> Wait claiming
2: he has sex regularly with his new girlfriend. Oh boy. But the girlfriend did not testify in the case.
3: Well, now, I wonder, does BC... <laughs> she goes to a different school. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> does uh, <laughs> Does BC have divorce laws that are heavily weighted in favor of who's at fault? Yeah. I mean, because if it's he's still got a girlfriend in and States. she wants to move on, break up and, well, no, and split so they in your dirty
2: laundry. They split up. He now has a girlfriend. He says, I have sex with her all the time, so clearly it wasn't that. It was something with you. Ugh. I'm not the cause of this. You're the Brr. cause of this. Right. I can't get an erection with you. I can get an erection with her, hubba hubba, but not you. Oh, man, this is all very hurtful. That is some old-timey way of looking at a marriage, isn't it? Is this the year 1600 or the year 2020 in a country just to our north? I
3: really don't need to know what the irreconcilable differences are. You say there are You agree, git. Wish (laughs) each other luck and git. You can't
2: stand him. You can't stand her. All right. You guys can go. <laughs> right? What do you, the, should, I can't
3: stand either one of you. Get out.
2: Yeah. The whole no fault thing. But shouldn't there be fault sometimes? Yes. Yeah, I think there should be. I don't like the idea of no fault. You mean you can be yeah. all kinds of horrible person and cheating and everything like that. The other person's trying and
3: nothing? Yeah, well, the problem is that the proven, the the fighting over it in court turns just quadruple ugly. Sure. Sure. That's it's, where you get the whole, yeah, he's a child molester. Stuff going mm. right. Yeah. Seems like right. a flawed system. Yeah, it seems yeah. like a lot of people ought to pay dearly for that sort of S and the whole you know, loving father portrayed as a child molester to get custody and all that. One wishes for heaven and hell when one sees stuff like that. You know, there ought to be <laughs> retribution.
2: I'd like to have been in this courtroom. So she, the wife is testifying or the ex wife, I guess at that point. Well, they're trying to get an annulment. It's important to them that because in an annulment, in the church, anyway, it's as if the marriage never happened.
3: Right. Yeah. Good point.
2: And that's that's what they <laughs> oh, want. Oh, I they, see the difference. Okay. They they want to to be declared. They were it never even occurred. Right. So that they are you know just never woman. made it official. So the 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 the, the ex wife um is saying he can't get an erection, and he's saying I can get an erection with her just fine. I mean, that's a hell of a situation. I think,
3: I think the judge needs to bust out a, a box with some nice lingerie in it. Have her put it on, then come back into the court. Let the jury decide whether the husband should have. I see, his point. Have been I able see to. his
2: point. Says the jury. <laughs> well, I, the foreman of the jury, see his point.
3: Right. <laughs> or the judge says, "Oh, give me a piece of that." Are you kidding, buddy? Get out of here! You, you're, I'm ruling against you. She's a cutie. I don't know. <laughs> it's all starting to sound don't. a little state fair cattle judging judgingy.
2: <laughs> tawdry, tawdry Canada.
3: Right, British Columbia. <laughs> Check yourself, Canada. My God. <laughs> what sort of province are you running, you sickos? Oh,
2: man. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty information
3: this is the best of armstrong and getty featuring our podcast one more thing available everywhere get more info at armstrongandgetty.com before we started rolling electrons to record this we were actually discussing ludwig von beethoven for reasons that are not terribly important and jack asked whether one of ludwig von's albums was on my top 10
2: because you're pretentious like that
3: that's right. It's, it's imp- throwing it's imp- cl-
2: and throwing a classical music into your top ten list to make us all feel bad about
3: ourselves. It's imp- <laughs> impossible that I would actually love it. No. I suppose
2: no, but you got to put it on the list to make us all feel bad about yeah. it. Honestly,
3: I well, here's here's
2: the deal. I don't watch Beethoven. I don't listen to Beethoven cover bands. If it ain't <laughs> in the original, I'm.
3: <laughs> They're all tribute acts after 18- eighteen exactly. thirty-five or whatever it was. Um, So that's funny. So uh, Rolling Stone magazine, well, RollingStone.com is out with a new list of the top 500 albums of all time. They do this periodically. That's a long
2: enough list. Why 500?
3: I know. Well, as a guide to great music you might want to check out, it's a wonderful resource, It's a long list. I read a lot of the uh, descriptions because it's not just a list. It has, like, mini reviews or why it's great. And it reminded me why I loathe music critics. I just, <laughs> I hate them. Their their writing is so masturbatory. It's so pretentious. And I just, you know, as I've said many times, when the re- revolution comes, music critics will be the first against the wall. But um, having said that, I knew it would be incredibly, not incredibly, it would be painful and frustrating for me to narrow down the list to ten. And, Jack, you share this with me. We have fairly wide-ranging tastes and are passionate about music. And I felt like I was personally hurting the feelings of the people involved in some of these albums. So Joe's list is 500 albums long. And and you're going to sit here and you're going to listen to it. <laughs> Number 497. Um... Uh, and and so it was. It was frustrating. I decided to compile first a list of the artists, the uh the bands, and, and individuals hmm. who just had to be on the list. Oh, interesting! And I stopped at thirty. Oh, jeez! Because geez. <laughs> cause it was going to be a top, top, 10 top ten list. 10
2: list. Um, so, did you go with? Because I didn't know. Should I go with what I've listened to the most in my life? Like the the ten albums I've listened to the most in my life are the ones that I think are the ten best. Are they the same or not? or what I'm into now or I don't know. Jack like uh, I kind of went was back and forth.
3: Passed by Congress, uh, it was very vague. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it you was. can it interpret it the way you want. And it was actually... advising
2: consent. Yeah. It was
3: just very
2: <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> I established the Bureau of Top 10 yeah. Albums using such rules and regulations as are crafted by the bureau itself. There you go. Um so actually, uh, 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 that's part of the fun of this. I think is to see how uh, how it comes out, how people yeah, decide and, to go and about. I
2: know I could look at my top ten all time albums list a year from now yes. and say to myself, "What the hell were you thinking?"
3: Yeah, if you were to put a firearm to my head, which would be incredibly aggressive considering <laughs> the like subject matter,
2: the stakes are so low. It seems a little out of proportion to it's make just this music. a life or death. Just music, good lord!
3: But if you were to say <laughs> replace seven of these. I would do so and be pretty much right. every bit as happy oh, with the list. yeah. That, yeah. that's a very good point, right? So having said that, mm-hmm. uh, do we, what do we want to go in order of, uh, alphabetical by first name or what? <laughs> Jack is pointing at various things. Are you serious or what? Yeah, really? I think that's the order. What, what? Who? Michael. Go ahead. Sean, me, you. Okay. Okay. Michael, well, top ten albums of all time until the next time you make a different list. And if you're wrong, I will tell you.
4: Okay, well, <laughs> we mentioned one earlier, ACDC, Back in Black. I love that album. No,
2: that That could be on my list. It's not, but it absolutely could be.
3: As I said to one of our former bosses, actually the guy who hired Ken who hired us for our first talk, talk radio gig. I once said, any adult male who does not own a copy of Back in Black, uh, this is back when you own physical music, is no man.
2: This uh podcast could be seven hours long if we talk this much about everybody's list, the entire thing. We'll see but, how it goes. But on that album, for instance, this isn't true with everything that that is really great that I play for my kids, but like on that one, the first time I play... You know, you shook me all like it. My kids are like, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's there's something there yeah. that, you know, grabs people even with no preconceptions whatsoever.
3: Well, yeah, this could be 17 yeah. hours long, because I've got to say one of the things I love best about that album is how the lead singer died. And two days later, the band said, we're not going to sit here and mope. We've got to find a way to continue on. And that's a devastating loss. And I realize people snicker at ACDC, and they have lots of songs about T and A and the rest of it, but and they hired Mac Davis to be their lead singer, and then they put out an album. It was a big failure. That's correct. And then they uh, went on and hired uh, <laughs> Brian Jones Wilson, Brian somebody rather. Um, uh, anyway, so great album if you like the hard rocking.
4: Yes, Michael. I also got Metallica, the Black Album, which was their self-titled. It's just Metallica. I didn't know so you're,
3: you're that into the heavy stuff. Or are you
4: just choosing all albums that are black? No, <laughs> nobody <laughs> loves. It's not the t- ten list of blacks. Black albums matter. What is this? <laughs> all right, number eight. Uh, let's see. We got um, Black Crowes, Shake Your Moneymaker. You
3: do what? not. Wait no a Black
4: in the name of the album or the do, group in your first three albums. That yeah. is a great freaking album. Black by the Sabbath. way, Black Sabbath. No the black yep. keys <laughs> exactly the black keys okay i got um let's see killers that hot... ain't
3: nothing but drugstore loving by the way
4: uh yes i like the killers hot fuss what's not the like? okay wow some, some more up-to-date i fare. would listen to Beautiful. your
2: album i don't know much about metallica but so far i'd listen to your list on the way home today and be perfectly happy. terrific go on sir
4: uh nirvana never mind
2: good one. Oh yeah uh
4: Glass. prince purple rain hmm Never heard of it, <laughs> fool. I only have this and one yours, down. To, so,
2: Pr- Purple Rain was in the top ten on Rolling Stones, right?
4: Uh, uh, and yeah. so was
2: Nevermind. You've got two of the top ten according to Rolling Stone.
4: Joiner, uh, Sheep, Follow. I know. Like this I'm one kidding. here, you'll definitely Michael Jackson Thriller. That one, as a, it's a great it's as a, album, as a especially kid, for your everybody age, had yeah. it yeah. He's
2: canceled. Yeah. I'm sorry, he, he's not allowed. Canceled.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Any other child rapists on the <laughs> list, Michael? <laughs> Wow! Oh, well, you got uh, uh, what's his name, Gary Glitter, on there. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> it's
2: Just music. You got the coach from the swim team on your list. Oh, what, what? is you? What are you doing? Um, uh, da, so was Michael Jackson in the top 500 list? I noticed
3: he wasn't in the top 10. Yes. So they did uh, there him. somewhere. I think they didn't yeah. ban him. No, nope. no. Nope. Go on, sir.
4: Okay, I think Sean will like this one. Adele, 21. That's believe it a, or not,
3: that's a great album. Okay, that's she's a, an unbelievable songwriter. Yeah.
4: Yeah. What number? What number are you on?
2: Oh, geez. I see one, two, three. Are we four. doing these in order or is it just a I two? just listed
4: out ten. It oh, tells okay. you. My, mine were in order. Okay. Such okay. rules is established by wow. the Bureau of uh, Top Albums. You're wide open. Go on. And then let's see. Uh, we got Bruno Mars, Unorthodox Jukebox. Groovy. And then the last one, which I think I consider this one of my favorite. And I think, Joe, you'll like this Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever. That's, that's a terrific one. And the guy. reason that's I chose that one is because Tom Petty, I remember when he passed away. They had it was there was a college football game and they were all singing um, I won't back down yeah and yeah. I thought you no these college kids are singing it I love it and my dad loves it that's three different like generations well, yeah
3: sure. I, I, I do believe that that was in Gainesville uh, TP's uh, hometown yep uh, it, it caused me actual physical pain to leave wildflowers off of my list um that's the first of my cheats as I mentioned extra album <laughs> <laughs> of course I am the chairman. Positive Sean, top 10, babe. All right. Starting with number 10.
2: Now, this is strictly just, uh, paying tribute to the very first album, uh, CD. Uh, I, by the time I was purchasing my own things, it was all CDs. Uh, I, bur- with my own money, my very first purchase with my own money that I got was Weird Al Yankovic off the deep end. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I love <had> a- that. <laughs> and I, uh, would go on to then own every single Weird Al album that was ever made. I would go back, catch, catch the ones earlier, yeah. if put out a new one. I would, I would buy that too. huge nice. Weird Al fan. All right. Cool. So that was number 10. Uh, number nine. We've interviewed Weird Al, haven't we? I think we did once. He's a, he's a charming guy. He's very bright. Uh, I I've saw him live in concert once at a state fair. It was great. Like okay. he he puts on a show. All right. Um. Uh. Number nine. Jimi Hendrix. Electric Ladyland. Good nice. One. Wow. The Monster. I could have picked uh any of the big three Jimi Hendrix albums and put it on my so list. So I I tried to avoid anthology or best of stuff, and mm. so I would often Joe show... said he would mock you harshly. Yeah, if yeah, did yeah. So I was I looking didn't to avoid that. It. Um, and so I would often, if I knew I loved this artist, I would just pick the album of that my favorite song yeah, was there on. There you go. There you
3: go. Yeah. And, and you know what, Sean? It's funny because there are a couple of bands that I thought of that were on my list that they had like several fabulous half albums. Right. And then, you know, it slacked off. Well, a I got little. a
2: couple of great examples of that. Yeah, that okay. I would definitely pick a greatest hits other than this album. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, number eight, Kanye West Graduation. This is pre-Kardashian Kanye. Uh Number seven, Eminem's Encore. Ooh. Uh, yes. Number six, a Bob Marley Legend, which was like a live performance album thing of his. Uh, I just heard a track from that yesterday. you're a stoner. A dope fiend, yes. I, 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 at this time, I wasn't. I, I became that later in life. Uh, he led you to it. it ob- he's a gateway drug. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Uh Number five, Pearl Jam's Ten.
3: Oh. Oh, good one good that's poll. a good one yes uh, sean it, spoke in class today <laughs> wow it, it is, <laughs> is a,
2: it is such a just tight powerful like i think there's only like nine songs or something on it and yep. all of them just kick ass yeah uh number four the doors the doors mm.
3: uh number three al- you know what That that's a great choice i'm just so sick of that album uh, having heard that's it now
2: for my entire, entire of, life, that's the trouble I had with a lot of them. Is it? would be on my list if I weren't so sick of them. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. But that's not an indictment yeah. of them. Of all these, the Doors
2: are probably who I listen to the least, kind of currently, just because yeah. of that same sort of thing. Like, okay, I've I've heard it, but right, I can't right. deny that they were just huge musical influences. And and when I was uh, it, expanding my appreciation of what music was, they were a huge part of it. Um, uh, Outcast, AT Aliens. Oh, nice. Uh, number three. Uh, number two, Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life. Okay. And, number... even though you believe he's lying about his blindness, you do, you will oh, embrace no, his music. Absolutely. It's very forgiving. It idea. is, it is, I, I am not upset that, that his, his, his brand and his publicist let something get out ahead of him that he just couldn't re- reel back in. Well, in a this is a well
3: developed <laughs> theory. <laughs> <Right>? uh, <laughs> and,
2: uh, uh, probably the, the album I have listened to the most in my lifetime is Jay Z's The Black Album. Yeah.
3: Okay, thanks for bringing the hippity hop to the party. I think that's uh, that's useful.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings
0: you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first
1: female president.
2: And then you have China.
1: And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters.
2: He got his yo-yos to Europe in time.
3: Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the
2: Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: And I now hate my list, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The self, the self-hating Jack Armstrong.
2: Is that my list? Is mostly albums that nobody's heard. So what, there's oh, no discussion about albums oh, nobody's heard.
3: Pete pretentious oh, over right. here. And then being, look es- how obscure I am. Well, right. And being obscure esoteric <laughs> for esoteric's sake
2: is, is dumb. But sure. I was thinking of it as if I only get to live, I'm on a desert island. Sure. With electricity and a right. DVD player.
3: Yes. Or
2: streaming. I'm on that's, a desert you, you think sad. if I've got a cell phone with Apple music, I'd try to get help. You would think. <laughs> <laughs> right, rather than just stay here and listen to these same 10, al- ten yeah. albums until I die of probably an infection. Unless maybe you're on
3: the <laughs> island because you've had enough. Of... <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's why I was looking at. If I could only listen to 10 albums, and again, if I had to choose these next Fabulous. year, I'd, eight of them would probably be different. Souvenirs, John Prine, which is kind of a cheater, greatest hits. He redid all his songs, just him and a guitar later in life, and it's fantastic.
3: Yeah, that, that to um, me, is, uh, that's legit. It's a, it's a redo. It's a re- yeah. retake. Any um, song can have many shapes, depending which way that it goes.
2: Derek and the Dominoes, Layla and other love songs. Oh, I've, I've oh. listened to that I've listened to that album because I' play guitar, try to play guitar. I've listened to that album so many times, and I will continue to.
3: This is one of at least two on your list um, that I'm glad you did because it's tough for me to leave them off. Uh, that album was one of my great escapes as a kid. Um, we grew up in a small house and there wasn't a lot of personal space and I would put the headphones on and close my eyes and that was my alone and, and I wore that album.
2: And, and for people who don't know it, the song I've listened to the least is on that album is Layla. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it gets all the attention. God, those other songs in there are so freaking so, uh, fantastic. That whole
3: side is great, though. That Eric um, Clapton timeline. Is that before or after Cream, the Derek and the Dominoes? Right after. Right after. Okay. Right after, yeah. And, uh, virtually my brother in law, John, who I haven't talked to in a disappointingly long time because he's a really interesting guy, um, he pointed out that everybody in that band uh, is either, was either dead or in jail <laughs> when I met him, um, in the mid 80s we're working on being dead
2: yeah um and Except eric obviously. and uh, if you if you like that album they have put out uh, a couple of different versions that have a bunch of other songs that didn't make the album that are also fantastic i mm-hmm. mean oh, wow there there are uh there are albums out there of it that have like 25 songs on
3: track you want to mention other than layla
2: <sighs> tell the truth freaking oh! fantastic yeah. song
3: uh, the harmonies on the chorus of bell bottom blues are oh, yeah. some of my favorite musical notes ever, ever sung.
2: Um, I know nobody knows this one, but me. Towns Van Zandt, live at the old quarter, might be my favorite album of all time. Why don't we know it?
3: Because you turned me on it.
2: Him at a bar in the 70s, just him and his guitar. It's freaking fantastic. He's considered one of the great songwriters of all time, if you don't know that. What's not, his name? not that cheery a fellow. Towns, Van Zandt, is Towns Van Zandt. I'll have to look into that. Um, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Nice. This is jazz, but. And it's, you know, it's like uber obvious, like you're a child jazz fan if you choose this, but the album's it. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, that's all right.
0: <laughs> Guitars, Cadillacs. We're
2: sharing here. There's no criticism. All right. Guitars, Cadillacs, etc. The first Dwight Yolkham album, I could have picked any of several, oh. but I got to have add Dwight Yolkham album. Or nice. I wouldn't be. I'd be miserable on my desert island. Yeah, live at the Regal BB King. I could have picked any of many BB King albums, his early albums, but I got to have B.B. King album on my desert island. I'm to on that Abbey.
3: on my drive home today? What was that? Live at the Regal. Live at it? the Regal. Yeah. Someday I have to retell my seeing BB King live story, as it is rather amusing.
2: Was he? Was he in his going through the motions period?
3: Uh, um. Yes. No although no, not in his final, really, really, really going through the motions. Period. But he was moving in that direction. He, he is a big, heavy guy who sat on a, a chair the whole time.
2: Yeah. Um, Blood on the Tracks, which is in uh, uh, the Rolling Stones' top ten, Bob Dylan. I could pick a couple other Bob Dylan albums, but Blood on the Tracks is yeah. definitely on a mile times
3: favorite. That's the other one I knew I could leave off because you'd have it.
2: Live <laughs> at Folsom Prison, Johnny, Cass, Johnny Cash. It's Prison...
3: <laughs> well, how drunk are you?
2: As drunk as most of the people on this list.
3: <laughs> Uh-oh. That one is I'll be driving you home. I really
2: like that album, and my dad had it, and it was his album, and it, and it just has such a personal thing for me because it was my dad's album. I love that album. Um, and then I wanted to throw in, okay, uh, The Dirty South by Drive By Truckers. Oh. I could have picked any of several albums. I gotta have some DBT. Wolf. They are among my favorite music groups of all time. Um, and then one modern one that Courtney Barnett, Sometimes I Sit and Think, Sometimes I Just oh. Sit, it was Spin's album of the year in 2015. So it's not unrecognized, but love that freaking album.
3: Yeah, she's something. What a unique town. If you
2: like deadpan lesbian rock? Yes. It is the best.
3: Do I? I'll <laughs> check it out. You know, one of the point that the uh, points that the editorial team for Rolling Stone made was that they've done these lists before but the canon uh, i.e. or uh, also known as the number of great albums to be considered is so much bigger than it was oh, sure. in yeah, 1982 no, no kidding uh for instance and and but at this point in this history of rock to be a unique talent like she is i mean the, it's brrr. almost impossible yeah it's almost impossible quick round the horn one of those bands that, if it was just a collection of greatest hits, who would be on your list? Michael, anybody spring to mind?
4: Actually, uh, Billy Joel. I love his stuff. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, that's a good example. Sean, anything in particular? Led Zeppelin. I couldn't figure out okay. what Led Zeppelin album I wanted to right. put on, so they got
2: cut, which isn't fair. Don't
3: don't worry.
2: <laughs> Jack, anybody in particular? Yeah, well, several of the ones on my list. I'd rather have Dwight Yoakam's Greatest Hits yeah. or B.B. King's Greatest Hits or those
3: but yeah for me it'd probably be like uh simon garfunkel honestly and and xtc is another band that i love and there are a handful of albums that two-thirds of them are gold but then they bog down a little bit but because they're pretty adventurous musically all right here's my list and here's my second cheat um and i mean this with all due modesty i was trying to figure out how to fit uh my band's second album one more mile on there because (laughs) i am so I can't even believe I was part of making it. Wow. I like it that much. That's awesome. But, um, anyway, you know, you like to think you do one thing in your life that comes out okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, we were gigging a lot. We were writing a lot. We were just tight as a band. And anyway, I'm proud of it. Well, so,
2: you know, and uh, to that, I remember actually playing with the guitar player in your band, uh, Richard. We were playing something one time and I said, yeah, it was really good. And he said, oh, it's a moment in time. And I thought, what the hell does that mean? And then I realized that it just, whatever thing you got going doesn't necessarily last. And that fits in with the Derek and the Dominoes thing. They just got together, and that lasted like nine months, the yeah. whole deal. yeah, That was just a moment in time, and they couldn't recreate it. They tried, it, but but just it just happens. Creative stuff like that happens.
3: Yeah, it's perfect, then it crumbles.
2: And you're all in the right mood and the right space, and it all comes together, and you can't make that happen over and over again. If you could, there wouldn't only be, you know, one... Exile Main Street from right, Rolling Stone right, or whatever.
3: Right. Uh, and and the other thing with bands is person A can tolerate person C. But after a while, they can't anymore. <laughs> and then it just goes down. Or
2: they aren't married yet and can practice five nights a week, but can't now because they have right, kids. Right.
3: Okay. Here's my list. Number 10. And this order is loose, obviously. Number 10, the bands, the band. Um. Oh, you know, my take on this was... That's a good one right there. Was mostly albums that either i loved so much i listened to 5 million times and or honestly they really affected me as a musician songwriter so uh the band number 10 number 9 Bruce is born to run which i wore out that was my other headphones on close my eyes listen to jungle land and and forget the world thing uh number 8 led zeppelin 1 uh just because that's the first led zeppelin album i heard and um and it's stunningly good uh jimmy page over discussed as a guitarist under discussed as a producer i think he's one of the best producers of music
2: i didn't know he produced ever in
3: history every led zeppelin album really oh my god the way he mixed them and it's just astonishing wow. um Number seven, uh, Permanent Waves by Rush, which is, uh, one of several Rush albums I could have, uh, included. Is that um, the one with Tom Sawyer on it? No, that's the one before Tom Sawyer. Okay. That's, uh, the, the spirit of radio, which you hear a fair amount, and free will, which is one of the great expressions of, uh, libertarian thought ever Does put to the, music. Is,
2: is that Rush album the one that has Mr. Snurgli? He's a liberal. Is that that on that Rush album? <laughs> Different Rush. Oh. Okay. It's
3: not actually Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> you can't answer that one. <laughs> EIB Studios. <laughs> Uh, now a string of fairly similar albums that blew my freaking mind when I was already an adult and a grown man. Number six, Hollywood Town Hall by the Jayhawks. Oh boy, that's a good one. Changed the way I thought about music and, uh, a similar time, uh, Anodyne by Uncle Tupelo. Um,
4: oh, I just
2: thought of an album that made me remind me of an album. How is it not on my list? But anyway.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it was, uh, Anodyne, it, it, it removed any notion i had that there are limits to what you can do as a musician if you want to put fennel in ice cream try it um and i i also went to the old night or uh, uncle tupelo because uh, wilco which came from uncle tupelo leaving a couple of their albums off actually gave me chest pains anyway moving along number 4 the old 97s too far to care which could easily be number 1 uh number three, uh and and I'm getting into some gigantic hits here, and that's fine. I am unashamed. Uh number three, Pink Floyd's The Wall. I've listened to it a million times, it still fascinates me. Uh number two, The Clash is London Calling, Ooh, which nice. is also a double album and was an enormous influence on me, and I uh, just I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so eclectic. And number one, Jack mentioned it. He stepped on my punchline. It's often called the best rock and roll album of all time because it is the Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street. Mm. There are times the existence of that album makes me want to never attempt to play music again. It's like my passion is distance running and in competitive distance running, and then I hear somebody ran a 32nd mile. <laughs> it just makes me despair. It's so good. But there it is.
2: Off the top of your head, can you come up with any album that you like that you're embarrassed about? Most of my Weird Al stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't a, know if I can. Uh,
3: a guilty pleasure, as they say. Yeah,
2: I don't know if I can come up with it off the top of my head, but I know I've got plenty of them. That are like probably super wussy is probably what they are,
3: having been a child of the 70s. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, because I'll admit to it, I'm, I'm stubborn enough that like I've said on the show before that I love the Bee Gees' main course mm. album. It almost made the list. It's it's pre disco s- rhythmic soul, and it's great. Um And some people be, would roll their eyes at that, but I don't care.
2: I used to be embarrassed of liking Neil Diamond, but then he became popular in a campy sort of way, so yeah. you don't have to be Turn embarrassed out about that. It's your heart light. It's just he used to be embarrassed to have to say that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What about Barry Manilow? Yeah, I got I yeah you know, I had that album in high school. I listened to it a lot.
3: I mean, there are a lot of bands that the critics reviled that I love, like REO Speedwagon and and the Journey. The Wagon, Journey you can get the guy- Wagon,
2: you get me the Wagon, I'll get you the money. <laughs> That's from Ozark. <laughs> if you can get me the Wagon. I'm That's right. i calling them the Wagon. I thought was hilarious. That's right. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I'm trying to think. Let me look at my list here. You know, this year, more vinyl was sold than uh, CDs mostly because people stream, but they had a lot of vinyl at, uh, you know, a lot of your classic albums at Walmart the other day, and I, I thought, God, album covers, kids missing out on album yeah. covers, because they were so important to the just the vibe of the album. Yeah. And in the tiny little version you get on your phone, it, right. it doesn't really have any impact.
3: Yeah, I back in the day, I could tell you who produced an album before I even knew what it was, what it meant. Just because you your favorite albums, you'd memorize every tiny bit of data Mm -hmm. on the cover of the inner sleeve. And you had nothing else to do. Right. Right. No porn. Thank you, and good night. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the
2: best of Armstrong and Getty. People with these names should watch their step. A California-based firm compiles a list of people who are most accident-prone... by name. That sounds idiotic. I told you it was stupid. Like, yeah, but I and thought... We went into it as stupid. I thought you meant...
3: I mean, like, regular stupid, not like uber
2: stupid. Well, you know... Uh... Scientists... Uh, you know, you take a look at everything. You never know when you're going to hit upon something. This one's almost certainly stupid, but... Mm-hmm. There are some people believe that the, your name can have an impact on your life, affect your personality, etc. I don't know if I believe that at all. If you had a particularly weird name, it might have some impact on your personality growing up. But, man, even then, I don't think it'd be a lot. <laughs> that reminds me, Um, you know, if your last name's Peg and your kids name you yeah, Ima, that sort of thing.
3: Sure. Oh, yeah. That I could
2: see. Y- your parents are awful. That's your problem. Or if your
3: name is Barry Satoro, but that's not exotic enough. So you start calling yourself Barack Obama.
2: Um, I was doing I'm getting way off track here. Um, Or Sandy Cortez.
3: Now calls herself uh, Alexandra Acacio Cortez.
2: Um, you know, uh, I don't know why I thought of this, but I was doing the parent-teacher conference for my son, my fifth grader, yesterday, and she is talking about there's there's one particular thing that makes uh, my son uncomfortable, and then she's talking about some kids. This makes him uncomfortable, and she's talking about what her made her uncomfortable. Man, if there is one gift I could give to my kids, and I know every parent. Feels exactly the same way. And every parent probably has a billion dollars. It'd be a billion dollars. Now you don't have anything to worry about a toy fire truck. Uh, it's just the ability to, to like look at it through your grown up eyes. Mm. Uh, so many things that were torturous as a child. Mm. As a grown up, you think, why, why did little me sit there suffering because you thought your feet were too big or your hair that was the wrong color or you had a funny name or, you know, whatever your thing is. Right. You couldn't read as well out loud or your math or just, or your the, the sports or whatever your thing was that was torturous to you as a kid. If you could just give
3: kids the adult
2: perspective on that, oh. or you just don't give a crap.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I know it. I know it. It's funny. And, and, and it's just, it's terrible that kids have to
2: suffer through it. I, you know, obviously that's part of life. Somehow it's the way it's supposed to be, I suppose. But well,
3: and it's a, it's a learning curve for a lot of us learning to pay heed to and, and, and like respect their expressing their issue to you and not reject it not say don't worry about that yeah no that doesn't they
2: work. are <laughs> that doesn't work and i know that from my own personal experience
3: right yeah absolutely so you have to recognize it and then find a way to very 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 gently convey the notion that uh this too shall pass you'll get past this it won't even leave a mark um unless it does and and trust me when i say even after your kids are adults sometimes you have to have that conversation
2: i also go with the uh you know, since you are, you know, what it feels like when somebody mentions your, whatever your situation is, mm-hmm. it's a good reason not to do it to other people. There you go. teaches you compassion. Um, anywho, I don't know how I got off on that. I guess the names thing, being made fun of for your name. But anyway.
3: That's a little insight there. I didn't expect it when the stupid, stupid thing began. <laughs> this is yeah, stupid. Give me a, give me a, for instance. I
2: wish I had, the <laughs> name, the name part is stupid. I actually like, would like more from the study, this stuff, um... Personal injury claims, and they went through all of them in the state of California, which is a big state. Mm -hmm. Women suffer injuries 37% more when falling over.
3: Men are top heavy, it's the breasts. (laughs) Fall over.
2: That doesn't happen to me that often. Men are 23% more likely to have mishaps at home than women. They don't have any reason for this. They just compile it. I'd like to. I'd probably like to see that whole thing. I bet it's interesting. But then they. I bet it a bond. lot of the
3: mishaps are uh, uh, falls from ladders and stuff like that when you're fixing stuff.
2: If your name is Kyle, you're probably going to fall off a ladder, or slam your foot in a door. I'll be damned. Or trip over something.
3: I'm trying to think if I or know hit what your head
2: on a cupboard, Kyle. I didn't have the time to, to independently <laughs> <laughs> to do a comparison, but I would love to see those names overlapped with most popular names of the age ranges kind of featured here. Because it seems like, I don't know, the more popular names are just going to show up more often. Is it it a
3: disproportionate number of
2: Kyles? Excellent point. A percentage of Kyles? And then names are not doled out evenly. Correct. No,
3: it is not a random sample. There are going to be
2: more Brandons stubbing their toe in 10 years as adults. Than Ulysses. than than autos, Yeah, right. (laughs) not because of their
3: name. There are more Caitlin's falling over as we speak. Exactly. Oh, Madison's can't stay upright. Oh, are you kidding? Um, You can't swing a dead dead cat without hitting a prone Madison. Um, You know what? I was talking about, I think I was talking about Pinehurst, North Carolina the other day with a a buddy of mine, Um, and I said, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a championship golf course. He said, Joe, Joe, you need to let your dead cat go. <laughs> stop, Why are you hanging on Stop to this? swinging it. <laughs> Cracked me up. <laughs> so
2: Sean took a stupid premise, and by pointing out the flaw in the stupid premise, made it even stupider. Yes. So I'm not even going to talk about it anymore, because it's just moronic. Oh, I ruined it. It's just <laughs> moronic.
3: Well, it's fun to talk about uh, some of the... Uh... I'll hit you with the women, uh, Haley. But I think that Again, gets to the... yeah To Sean's point. I don't think I know a. H- yeah, I do know a Haley. Yeah, I do. Sorry. I'll retract
2: that. More Haleys are falling over than Ruth's.
3: <laughs> Names, Jack. They come in and out, don't they? Yeah. You ever notice that?
2: You're listening to the best of The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and Getty.